0: My name is Christopher Blay, news editor at GlassStar.com. What you're about to listen to is an interview I conducted with Janil Engelstad, the founder and director of Make Art with a Purpose, back in early March of 2020. Engelstad launched the program MAP 2020, which celebrates the 100th anniversary of the passage and ratification of the 19th Amendment giving women the right to vote. That anniversary is August eighteenth, 2020, and the program you're about to listen to talks about MAP 2020's initiatives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Stay tuned after Art Dirt to hear updates about the MAP 2020 programs. Hello, welcome to another edition of Art Dirt. This is Glass Tire Art Podcast about topical topics in the world of art. And today we have a special guest. Um, We're recording in the home and studio and living existence space of Janiel Ingolstadt. And Janiel is the founder of make art with purpose or map Janelle, thank you for being on this episode and welcome
1: thank you it's a pleasure to be here
0: yeah I want before we go any further I want to uh, talk about tell me tell me about map tell me about the origins of map and um, then give me an introduction give us an introduction to MAP 2020, which is the initiative that you have just begun that launches um, in a few days here in the DFW area.
1: So um, MAP grew out of a desire to formalize what I had been doing for many, many years as an artist, which is project-based work, into an organization. And the reason I wanted to do that was I wanted to have um, more of a structure to build projects within, and I wanted to invite collaboration uh, into ideas that I might have that, but I wouldn't necessarily be the author of the the artwork that would address those ideas, and a host of other reasons that I felt I was I had while i have been working for an artist for many decades, I'd been teaching and I had also worked for a lot of arts organizations, and I felt from that place I wanted to start my own thing. And so that was in uh, 2010, it's our 10th year, and uh, we started it in San Francisco. And I say we, uh, because I received funding uh, to uh, work with one of my former students from when I was a Fulbright scholar teaching in Slovakia, Otto Hudits. So he came over, and for nine months we really did a residency every day or five days a week, wow. and talked about what is MAP. I mean, we drove all over the, the cities, we drove all over the East Bay. We saw people, we met with people, we worked on the identity and talked about what it would be. So he and he was really a great sounding board and um, co-creator for me. His vision. Help drive the identity of MAP for sure, helping come up with the early design of the logo and the idea of of what we are as a global organization. Small little scrappy, but yet global organization.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and for our audience, I know that um, leading up to what you're working on now in the MAP 2020, um, you have a track record of working with uh, international artists, for sure, um, but bringing them to Texas.
1: So in the beginning, the, the ideas we came up with was, first of all, to have a website that housed projects, of, of all kinds of projects by artists who uh, were using their training to do work that addressed social and global themes. And it may, what they did may not look like artwork to most people. And so that was one component of MAP. And then there became this idea to do a triennial. So the first triennial that MAP did was in 2013. And we produced in about a two month period, like 35 projects.
0: Wow. How many artists?
1: About that many artists and writers and I mean, you know, we did a catalog and it was it really, I think, activated what we call social practice. In the city, in a way that it had never been activated, Um, and the goals of that, when the goals of MAP certainly are were are to um, or was to bring artists in and also activate local artists and give local artists a platform and funding and a space to uh, to do whatever they wanted to do around, but it had to address something politically or socially. That sort of Uh, Thread that runs constant through MAP. Mm -hmm. And so that tent project, which came from uh, North Africa, uh, was part of that, and it was Robin Kahn. And I had met Robin at um, Documenta uh, the year before, and, um, or was it the same year? I can't remember if Documenta was in 2012 or 2013. And we hit it off, and I said, you have to come to Dallas. And so began the process of figuring out how to get her project, yeah. which was a um, whole political project about um, about North Africa and the relationship between two two groups of people and stuff. And so we brought that here and, and put it up in Main Street Garden. Wow. That's where it went up. And how long was that up? That was up for... 10 wet, rainy days, (laughs) really muddy, wet, rainy days. It was really a trying thing to get that thing up. I give a lot of kudos to Robin and all the team that worked on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then in 2016, we produced our second triennial, which was called MAP 2016, Use Your Voice. And that was much different than 2013, which was this sort of big festival extravaganza. Yeah. 2016... Came was in the summer instead of a fall festival, and it was on the heels of the police of the shootings in Dallas that summer, and it was in the midst of the campaign, the twenty sixteen presidential campaign. Yeah. So there was so much negative energy in the air, and confusion, and hatred, and all kinds of stuff going on. And so, um, what we did was we built this thing we called the Map Mobile Pavilion, and uh, We took it to neighborhoods that were outside of the art center and activated local artists only. Yeah. And set this pavilion up and had concerts. We had, it was sometimes a voting booth, sometimes, or a place to be registered for vote, not a booth to vote, but you could register there. We had poetry classes, we had art workshops, all kinds of things. And it went to libraries and all different sites for mm, three months. And then we, I skipped 2019 because I wanted to take advantage of the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. So that's what MAP 2020 is, is both celebrating and addressing because there's a lot to explore there about who vote, who got to vote and who didn't and, and really look at. And again, in election year, the marginalization of so many groups of people um, yeah. uh, for voting.
0: Who are some of the artists that you're working with for... MAP 2020. And what is the uh, sort of the full title of that uh, project?
1: So it's MAP 2020. The further we roll, the more we gain. And I got that when I was doing research, when I was thinking about this project, I was reading a lot of suffragette texts. And in a letter, Susan B. Anthony writes, uh, I feel like the older i get and the wiser i get i'm like a snowball the more I'm rolled, the more i gain <laughs> and in that it was like oh the light bulb went off somewhere in there there's a title yeah and i changed it to we because I, I really believe that And we as um as a culture and certainly really specifically women and that was is the goal and sort of the platform for this project is to provide space and funding for women yeah to address women in history or issues connected to voting, and to provide space uh, for women of color because they're they get four percent of the opportunities in the art world. And as a white woman, I feel like that's something that I can do or to help address justice and social justice as a white organization led organization, although my board of directors is very diverse but
0: yeah. And it's also a great model because it doesn't temper the voices of the artists that you're collaborating with. They are expressing and interpreting the directive or the sort of general theme mm-hmm. of MAP. Uh, well, tell us, some who, who are the artists that you're so, working with?
1: And so the other thing about MAP is that It's really important for MAP as an organization to send artists out and to bring artists in Mm -hmm. to activate locally and activate nationally and internationally. So locally, uh, we have Annette Lawrence Mm -hmm. and Vicky Meek and Delaney Smith and Ophelia Fasgarza, who's a poet. And um, one of her lines has gone into a flag. We've commissioned these women to design flags that celebrate another woman in history. We have some people who were once local, like Morsh and Alahari.
0: There's also Taylor Barnes. Taylor who is... Barnes,
1: who lives in Austin now. Okay. She did her, just a couple years ago, got out, did her MFA um, up in Denton.
0: And it's represented by the Aaron Cooley Gallery uh, here. In she's
1: represented by Aaron Cooley, yes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's a real hot, young, rising star. And I met Taylor, I was um, doing studio visits uh, for Alicia Eggert, her class, her graduate class up at UNT. Mm-hmm. And one of the student studios I visited was Taylor's. And it was a really great visit for both of us. And a successful studio visit is when you learn from the artist you're visiting, as well <laughs> as you pass hopefully some something on. And I think it was it was certainly that for both of us. And so I knew at that point, I said, keep, this is my email and someday we'll do something. It was just, you know, yeah. when, 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 it, when would it come about? And then many national artists, some, um, you know, well-known artists and emerging artists, young artists and old artists. So, you know, Colleen Smith from LA and mm-hmm. um, Amy Koshman from New York and uh, Aram Hans who's in Chicago and a few others. So it's, it's exciting. It's a really great, diverse group of women.
0: You have worked with a lot of artists from different um, backgrounds and experiences beyond um, what we've talked about. One of the things that the first time that I met, well, actually I take that back because we met when Theaster Gates came to town to Dallas and um, you hosted a reception for him. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, our introduction, but we much later, I think it was probably two or three years later, that you did the project with Dallas Faces Race. And it was a series of billboards um, commissioning artists, uh, artist pairs to work together to create billboards around the city. Uh, confronting um, the issues of race that um, we still face. Um, how did that connection with Dallas Faces Race come about, evolve, and what is your takeaway from it?
1: Um, so, Dallas Faces Race was um, founded by a few different local uh, foundations, primarily Embry Family Foundation and uh, the Boone Family Foundation. And I was asked if I would submit a proposal. Um, well, I just got involved anyway as an artist, so they were activating artists mm-hmm. um, to get involved in this larger conversation around race, along with local nonprofits and policy people, all kinds of people. The Embry Family Foundation, I have to say this, because I've been doing this work for decades really understands and believes in the power of art to make social change and they um, put their money where their mouth is and so they they the Dallas faces way, race is one of the sort of microphones or you know ways that they did that right. And so I, I, my idea was to do billboards. I've always loved billboards. It's something I've done personally for many years going back to pre-internet days <laughs> when billboards had that you know a di- hold a to- kind of a totally different meaning um and i thought it would be interesting to bring um artists together um to work on a billboard who were of different race yeah and ha- let them have a conversation and work out what they wanted to talk about and then create a billboard that would go up that would um um, be in different parts of the city I think we each artist had two locations each artist pair and then we had a really I thought I mean you I think you were there robust conversation at yes, Central Track at Central Com- and it was standing room only it was great about race in Dallas and so this that was um, how that project happened and we got good coverage on KERA, which invited a lot of comments, mm-hmm. and that's also really important. Is you know when you do media like this and you get interaction from the audience and it widens that conversation. So the conversation happened at different levels.
0: Yeah, it transcended the <clears throat> the uh, actual billboard, actual billboard, the direct media, and um, reading the descriptions of uh, some of the activities you had planned for. Uh, MAP 2020 makes me realize that it, it, it's in that same vein where you are uh, not only commissioning these flags, but there are events around mm-hmm. these um, flag creations that uh, connect with the communities and the women that are being honored and the artist's practice and how that relates to where they are, uh, how they see the world and mm-hmm. how how they encourage us to interact with our communities. Can you talk about some of the projects Mm -hmm. uh, that are coming up?
1: Yes, so um, we have a conversation at the Crow Museum of Asian Art uh, with um, Austin-based artist, um, uh, Bailey Lu. And Bailey uh, teaches at UT and um, has a show right now called One and Another at the Crow Museum. And she also uh, was commissioned to do a flag. So that flag is at the Crow. And let's see, Aram Han Sifuentes is coming in from Chicago to be a part of that conversation, which I'll moderate. And Aram and Bailey have some similarities in uh, that they both think a lot and address motherhood. Mm -hmm. They uh, both work in textiles and fabrics uh, they both um, address immigration in some way or migration. So it should be a really good conversation. But how, from there, how their work is, is very different. Yeah. And so I'm excited for that. Uh, we have um, a, a procession in Fort Worth. Yeah, uh, tell me about that. Yeah, so that's um, Laura Schnitger. She's a um, Dutch-American artist based in L.A., and for the last few years, Laura's produced a project uh, called Suffragette City, and she's produced it everywhere from Art Basel to its most recent incarnation at the Sydney Biennial um, and different other other uh, at the Hammer Museum in LA. And what it is is uh, it's women who do a procession in are in costumes that Laura has created and designed and. Um, They carry banners that have slogans and they carry sculptures on sticks that she calls slut sticks. (laughs) And it's really about women's empowerment. And there's a large sculptural component that's quite beautiful that we are bringing that component here. But what we will do is we'll have a procession in fort worth on march 17th beginning at the courthouse
0: the fort worth courthouse yeah fort worth
1: courthouse since uh, 6 p.m and snaking its way to down 7th to uh, the modern and it will uh, then culminate in laura doing a tuesday evening at the modern talk and this is a partnership between Eamon carter museum of american art and the modern and map so this is another that thing is that a, we do yeah. is we i like to, these partnerships and everyone is uh doing a different part and supporting a different part of this procession
0: yeah that is a great partnership i don't i don't know of a time where both of those museums have collaborated on a project yeah so
1: and we also have a flag at the Eamon carter museum of american art by latisha huckabee
0: is it currently on display or it so will be... go
1: up this week all the flags will be up and flying sunday march 8th which is international women's day
0: perfect yeah and the project, the initiative goes through April 30th. April 30th. What is the culminating event? So
1: the culminating event is at the Wild Detectives, which is you know a bookstore and many other things in Oak Cliff. And we're bringing in local artists um, to do readings of feminist text and suffragette text, and it's four local artists who are part of MAP 2020. They're artists of color, and the idea is to really talk about on that night to talk about these voices and also activate voices from history but also current voices and ignite a community conversation around okay so who really got to vote who didn't
0: yeah.
1: maybe about how do we sustain this this uh, you know thing that maps doing i mean it's nice that i'm creating this and doing this but what happens afterwards and yeah. how do we sustain uh, funding and space for a woman of color in the arts, or um, how do we, uh, as in this election year, sustain voting for people when, you know, voting rights are being taken away, and and especially communities of color are are targeted. So that's the kinds of things that will, conversation that can happen there, um, and it will be shaped, you know, to allow that conversation to happen, and hopefully, you know it's productive and ideas are birthed and that something comes out of it i i can speak to many projects that one grows into another and another and another and that's sort of how we roll
0: so um i want to know more about that who are the artists in conversation at the... so, uh, so
1: annette lawrence and vicky meek and viola delgado okay. um whose flag will be at latino cultural center and um Uh, Ophelia
0: Fasgarza. So, uh, it must have been on your mind that the 100th anniversary of the women's right to vote was coming up, so this uh, initiative, uh, I imagine, was sort of being germinated at least a couple of years ago. Uh, What were other things that were happening leading into this?
1: Well, I have to say... I can't take all the credit for this idea germinating. It was actually in January of last year, of 2019, um, Cynthia Young from the Boone Foundation mm-hmm. um, hosted a dinner with about 20 to 30 women who had all gone through uh, uh, something called the Op-Ed Project, which is something that the Boone family hosts every year. Um, the op ed project is a national initiative to get women's voices into op-ed pages. And so I had gone through that, um, that those workshops in, uh, several years ago and this was sort of a reunion and to talk about the current state of affairs in Dallas and, and in the world. and the conversation there really centered on what you know the, the elections coming up and we all, at the same time there' the um, 100th anniversary of the amendments coming up in that. It's what's actually started me kind okay. of thinking about it and how that seemed like a really good way to um activate other ideas I had about creating space yeah um and creating space for ideas and people
0: I was at the Pulitzer Museum in oh where Cancel, is it St. Louis St. Louis yeah yes. it was Missouri yeah and uh I don't remember the name of the artist, but she had a sort of a banner creation flag building uh, project. That's so Uh It is. Yes. What a small world. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I went in and there were all these uh, banners and flags that had been made before. Yeah,
1: so we're bringing that here.
0: This is very so that's interesting. That's the
1: protest landing library? Yes. And it will be at Latino Cultural Center and it opens March 27th or 28th.
0: Yeah, I'd seen the work uh, at the Pulitzer and thought it was such a, a profound way for artists to engage with protests by um, lending their voices and they're not only artists but just a general yeah public. all
1: kinds of people yes yeah, so, everybody yeah so this together. was like many of us you know thinking about okay after the 2016 election how do we respond as artists or as people what do we do and aram came up with this idea to create banners for all the mini protests especially the women's march the yeah. marches that were going on and so she had workshops where she would uh, you know teach people how to make banners and you know all the materials were there and yeah. Hundreds of banners have been yeah. It over was the a years. big
0: stack. Yeah, and saw.
1: so we're gonna have 19 of them
0: <laughs> perfect
1: <laughs> and they all relate to Latino issues in a little in a very broad lens But because we're at the like La- are that will be at the Latino cultural center So yeah. it's a sp- it's the place to really exercise that we're at South Dallas cultural center. We're you know, the the flags there and um will also the ex the the project at South Dallas Cultural Center includes an exhibition of artwork made by um, young sixth graders at Irma Rangel's.
0: Which is the youngest uh, group of yeah, participants. Uh, collaborators, yeah. participants that you're and working they made with.
1: they made paper flags. Uh, Delaney Smith and Taylor Barnes uh, created workshops for these young girls and led them that um, where they made these small paper banners and flags on the theme of sisterhood.
0: Yeah, uh, this is a good way to sort of (laughs) launch into Women's History Month, uh, which should be every month if I should listen to my own criticism about selecting only these singular moments to work with groups of artists that are not part of the majority uh, culture uh, and power, like women and queer artists and mm-hmm. African-American artists. Um, but I think in the way that you work and in the way that your organization has functioned over the years, um, this is sort of not a culmination or a, you know working only in this moment to um, bring the issues that are important to light but happens to be at an important anniversary and is just part of what I think MAP is about.
1: Yeah, and I think this, I'm I'm quite sure, but you never know that this would be the last one of these big festivals that we produce. It's 10 years and um, 10 years is a nice place to pivot and to reflect and it, it feels like, in a way this kind of feels like a love letter to dallas yeah. and fort worth that have been very good to map to me and definitely i'm thinking about what's next with map or outside of map and so this is a celebration that's also um i'm gonna call it a culmination or a turning point perhaps but it's definitely laying groundwork for um, a sort of new uh, pivot to something yeah. new. And
0: so are you breaking news here? Is there a big <laughs> announcement news. coming from No, a-
1: I don't know if there's a big announcement. I mean, I can tell you I'm certainly thinking a lot about about climate and climate change and that that is really a direction. And there's lots of things percolating around that. And so, um, Yeah. <laughs> I'll just well, leave it at that we will definitely have you back on Art Dirt
0: mm-hmm. to uh, talk about any initiatives around artists working with climate and other changes yes great so Janelle Engelstad it's been a pleasure chatting with you about the history of MAP how it relates to artists in Texas and internationally and how you have brought together um, a really strong group of women artists to commemorate the hundredth anniversary of the women's right to vote with this really expansive project. So we're really grateful that you have taken the uh, moment to chat with us about
1: it. Well, thank you. Christopher Blake. <laughs> it's always nice to spend an afternoon with you. So,
0: to our audience there, we say go see some art.
1: Go see some art. Yes.
0: Hello, welcome back. So, in the program, Janelle and I talked about some of the initiatives that Map 2020 launched or were scheduled to launch before the Shutdowns and closings due to the coronavirus. The ratification grid by Annette Lawrence was moved to the South Dallas Cultural Center from the Conduit Gallery. The South Dallas Cultural Center is now hosting work that was meant to be at the Latino Cultural Center, including Aram Han Sinfuentes' uh, protest lending library and several of the flags, including Ginny June by Lisa Rivera, Respeto by Ophelia Fazgarza, What's Holding You Back by Viola Delgado, and others. Ingolstadt was meant to have a conversation at the Crow Museum of Asian Art with Bailey Liu and Aram Han Sifuentes, and that is now being reimagined and rescheduled for a virtual event in late October, early November. Works currently up through the fall from MAP 2020 are Leticia Huckabee's flag at the Eamon Carter, Amy Koshbin in the window of the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, and Talia Corwin-Mint outside the McKinney Avenue Contemporary Southside, Aikikai at Tyler Station, and Delaney Smith inside that same station. There were several performances and films that were meant to happen early in March that have now been postponed until 2021, including Suffragette City Procession and Talk by Laura Schinitger at the Modern in Fort Worth. There was also meant to be a screening of Katistioni Fox's film Without a Whisper and Prosodic Body Commons Choir Community Workshop at Oak Cliff. All further dates and events will be posted on Make Art With Purposes' social media and on their newly designed website, which will go live later this month. Thank you again for listening to Art Dirt.